Welcome to the Seven Figure Impact Podcast, where I help men and women just like you who have a drive to make positive, powerful impact within their local community do so through licensed assisted living, group homes, and community have businesses. I'm your host, Ariana. I'm a co-CEO of a seven-figure home and community-based agency, former professional foster parent, mother of three children, coach, course creator, and so much more. I'm obsessed with helping aspiring providers break into the business of care without all the confusion, overwhelm, or even owning their licensed property. And I help current providers intentionally market, develop systems, streamline their back end, and scale their income. If you are wanting to build a business in care and make seven-figure impact, you are in the right place. Let's get it going. Welcome back to another episode of the Seven Figure Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Ariana J, and I am so glad you are here. Grab your cup of coffee or tea or whatever your favorite beverage is, and let's go ahead and get into it. Um, We are going to be talking about some good stuff here today. This is actually a two-part series because I really want to break some things down for you guys and talk about this recession that's looming over all of us. It's something that I believe we all knew was going to come specifically because of what happened during COVID, right? 2020, 2021, all of the free money that was given out, we knew we were going to have to pay for that at some point. We knew we were going to have to do that. And this is is coming due. The bills come in due. So recession is looming over us all. And I want to talk about what that looks like with the CARES industry. It's something that a lot of people don't speak about the CARES industry in a recession, really. And there's pretty good reason why. But there's some things that we need to look at, specifically with the stats, right? So unemployment rate is at an all-time high right now, considering over the last 12 months. Interest rates are spiking. The Fed just increased it by 0.25%, right? It's raised, so that means your house is, if you're going to buy a new house or a new car or a loan, all of that stuff is going to be that much more expensive because you're paying more interest on that loan, right? Then inflation with food prices, gas prices, all kinds of things, everything costs more right now. And not even to mention the stock market where that is not the best (laughs) right now either. There's been a lot of dips with the stock market and what that looks like. And so we are in a recession, right? We're not in a full-blown one, but we are in a recession. And it does look very different than 08, but still, we are in a recession. And I want to talk about specifically the CARES industry as we go through this recession and why the CARES industry will always remain strong, in my opinion, based off some of the facts that we have and my own personal experience. So before we jump into that, I really need you guys to understand the resilience of the CARES industry. (laughs) It's a very resilient industry. 
people always are going to need care. There will always be a demand. And although I'm not a doctor, I'm not a big hospital, I am a smaller provider. I consider myself a boutique agency, right? And so I'm able to provide care that is always going to be needed whether you were in a recession or not in a recession. That does not guide my business because the care is always needed. Even a doctor's office, right? They're always going to be needed. And so even doing like a telemed appointment instead of going into office, that's a practice that's being more normalized these days. When you are looking at assisted living homes, taking care of the age population or those with mental health challenges or with developmental disabilities and some cognitive deficit, that housing and that care, right, because it goes beyond just housing, that care is always going to be needed. Whether you are in a recession or out of a recession and thriving, it's always going to be needed. And so understanding that fact that if you are looking to build a business in care or you currently have a business in care that is in obviously the cares industry, you can last a test of time and the recession should not make a big impact on you in the sense of you could lose business, right? You, you shouldn't ever really lose business in a recession because this industry, this type of care is needed Again, whether we're in a recession or not in a recession. So just because you have a business in care doesn't necessarily mean that you're totally protected from a recession or from failure as a business owner, right? There are things that we need to put in place to ensure that the business itself is still very healthy. (laughs) That's important. And to ensure that the business is still remaining on track with their revenue projections, expense monitoring, all of those things. And so one of the big things that you can do as a agency owner, doesn't matter the type of care that you provide, but is to diversify your services. So I don't want you to spread yourself too thin and I am not advocating for you to do that. But if there is an additional service or maybe two that you can add to your offer stack or your service stack that you can provide a couple of different services to maybe the same clientele, you are really guaranteeing that you are going to increase revenues because you are going to provide an additional service to a client, right? Whether they're a resident, a program participant, I use them interchangeably, but you will be able to offer additional services that's going to increase your revenue, right? So that's one way to really help you remain confident that you are going to continue to build a business that's going to thrive. And if you are getting into the space and you're just starting out, you might want to think about not just one, maybe two other services that you can combine together. Now, you don't have to do this right away, right from jump, right? But it is something to think about if you are going to want to increase your revenue. And this recession that might be looming over you doesn't necessarily have to have that much of an impact, especially when you are looking at the numbers of your business. The other thing you're going to want to look at is how your money is coming in and out, right? 
Are we spending wisely during this time? We need to still invest in our employees. We need to still invest in our clientele, our program participants, our residents, et cetera, to make sure they have everything that they need and everything that our program says that we need to provide. We need to make sure that we have that. But some frivolous spending that we might be doing, we need to kind of monitor that to make sure that money's just not going out. And if it is going out, it's going out intentionally and with purpose. So we know where all of our finances are at during this time. And again, this is just really good business practice, but it's really important as a small business owner that you're monitoring your budget and being in control of your expenses as much as you possibly can, right? The other thing that's really going to help you is building strong relationships. Now, networking is something that, how do I put it in this space, specifically to the CARES industry with licensed assisted living group home or community have businesses and business owners, agency owners, I use them all interchangeably. It's not a industry where there's a lot of networking going on. It's kind of like, you stay over there, I'm going to stay over here. You don't infringe on my clientele or my employees, and I won't do the same to you, right? All of those things come into play when you are in this industry. And it's really unfortunate that there's not enough networking that's happening or not more networking that's happening, right? I believe providers can support providers and Right now is a time to be networking, to be building strong relationships with fellow business owners who are providers also, right? So it could be something to where you are um, joining an association locally, or you have a couple of providers that you've developed friendships or relationships with. Like Keep in touch with those people because it's going to help you during these difficult times to be able to have some of those conversations. If you're not part of a community, join a community. We have the Seven Figure Impact Free Facebook community, and we will be developing something for current providers, a community for them where it will be a place for providers to connect and talk about issues and struggles of the industry or what they're going through. Celebrations, right? Talking about wins or different things that we want to bounce ideas off of each other. Those are all things that can be done in a community setting. But what I really recommend is give as much as you take from a community and show up. Don't just be a lurker in the background. That's not going to do you any good. If if that's what you're going to do, then why join? So you could be nosy, like that's not going to help you. (laughs) So join a community, build strong relationships. That's always going to help you, whether your business is doing great or you're taking a little bit of a dip, right? This is about building a strong foundation as a business in general. And it's even more important to do this in a recession, right? Another point I want to talk about is embracing technology. Now, in the CARES industry, specific with a licensed assisted living group homes or community hub businesses, and there's a variety of community hub businesses, I find it's like agencies are stuck back in like the 80s or early 90s where it's all like paper. I'm like, why are we using paper? right? Why are we using paper for documentation? Why are we using paper to chart notes or to chart a MAR or any of that? Like, 
Why? Why don't we use technology for the benefit that it's there for? And why don't we streamline the different processes in our business with technology so that it makes our work life so much better and for our team and we stay organized, we stay neat, right? Everything is in order and we're not having to stress about inspections or renewals or care plan meetings, none of that stuff because it will be neatly organized. And if we use technology to do this, we're that much better off. You're not going to necessarily have the budget to hire a full-on administrative team, right? And a full-on HR team and a full-on this or that. And so we have to use systems to build these little pieces into our business so we stay organized and then we can have a team member or train a team member to really help us on the back end of the business with keeping things organized. And this could be something that they do alongside of their regular job, right? And so I kind of want to give you guys an example of what that looks like and how you can easily use technology. And I know this isn't going to be like a super like in-depth example, but I mean, it's still a good example nonetheless. So for our administrative team, which is myself, I have a resident manager and she does the group homes also, but then also helps with some administrative tasks too. One of them were like the fire drill logs, right? We require that our staff conduct fire drills once per shift. They have to fill out their form. They usually put their completed form that's signed and dated and everything and filled in in an inbox. And then once a week, our resident manager would go over, grab those and come to the office. Well, why don't we have a self-filing system? Why can't we implement some of these self-filing things into our business? Because we do know that there are certain things that need to be done, right? And so I implemented a self-filing system for the fire drills. And this is just one example. I have a lot of systems and processes (laughs) in my agency to make life that much easier. But this was a very simple thing to implement. And so we literally took me five minutes to make a form and we posted it on our staff channel and said, when you are done, and I gave very specific directions, right? When they are done completing their form, they take a picture of it, they upload it to the form that then files it. It's self-filing. That's taking some task away, yes, from my resident manager, but then I can also train her on other tasks that can really help move the needle forward with the backend systems and administration that has to happen within the business anyway. So that's an example of using technology to help with one little task. But if you're doing that over multiple things in various different ways, then it's making your life that much easier to run this business, whether it's in a recession or it's not. So if you're listening to this and you have an agency, right, and you are up and running and you're trying to figure out how to implement some of these systems, like don't take it all on at one time, right? Let's look at what services that you're currently offering, see if you can offer one or two more, or if you're already offering a significant amount of services, find a couple that you really want to focus on and market those. Look for a community, right? We talked about that. That's a big factor and embrace technology in the little bits and forums that you you can to make your life easier. This is going to really help you out in the long run. 
Another big piece to talk about as we talk about this recession is maintaining a good quality of care during this time. Now, I know staffing can be hard. I understand that. I am in the same boat and we have to be persistent in hiring the right individuals to come into our agency and work, right? They have to want to be there. Obviously, money is important too, but there's a lot more that goes into something than just the money, right? And so we need to be making sure that the quality of care doesn't dip in the recession, okay? Now, when I look back on COVID, we had some employees, and I thank God that we had the crew that we had, and I'm not complaining, but I do feel like there were certain standards that dipped in that time, not just with my agency, it was across the board. And so there were certain things that kind of dipped, and I'm going to be very transparent with you. We are known for providing premier care. And I believe to the depths of my soul that we did provide really premier care during COVID, right? For those two years, it was really hard. It was brutal. I know a lot of people that shut their doors. They didn't want to deal with staffing. They couldn't find staffing. They couldn't do any of that. And so the quality of care didn't necessarily dip. Like my agency and my team at the time took very good care of the residents, but there was a higher level of expectation that I had that I could not have in that period of time based off of the candidates that we were receiving, right? And so you kind of had to gauge, okay, what's important? What can I delegate to more of a resident manager? What can I take on or Andre take on in the back end of things to alleviate some of this for the, the team members that were on the front end providing the care? And it was a really big lesson for me because there were some things that I didn't need, right? There were some expectations that were just ridiculous that I didn't need. There were some systems that were just over the top and I've learned to scale back. And then there were some things that I was like, no, this is a non-negotiable, right? What's a non-negotiable for me? A non-negotiable is when I have a care team member that comes into the agency and they're doing the absolute bare minimum. And every time I jump on the camera or we come over to the house or whatever it is, they're sitting in the same spot. They're sitting in the same spot. They're not engaging with our clientele, our residents, and they're not even doing any self-improvement. They're not in the training library or the learning management system, learning anything, right? They're just sitting there slumped looking out of a window. Well, that's a non-negotiable for me. If that's what you would like to do, you have to go do it somewhere else because I want you and your job is to interact and engage with our clients. Now, It is not their job to entertain 24 hours a day, but it is in the role to engage and interact with the residents. And so I was able to really look at what were some non-negotiables for me, what were things that were added and maybe too much, right? And what were some other things that was like, no, 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 we need to change this up. And so when you're able to look at your business in that way, it's so helpful. It's so helpful. Sometimes we don't realize we're doing the most, right? Sometimes we're like, eh, we need to uh, pick up the pace on that or we need to implement this or that, right? And you can see things different, which really allows you to thrive. And so I believe that the cares industry will be perfectly fine in this recession that we're going into, right? A lot of people are worried about AI taking their jobs. Well, you know, 
AI is great. It does help out in the back end with administrative tasks, like absolutely 1000%. Hell, I use it, right? But it is not a situation to where you are going to come in and lose your job to AI in the CARES industry. We are always going to be needed. We're going to be needed whether we're in a recession or not, right? And this is a really good industry to break in to if you are looking to build your business in care, if you are looking to establish a presence in your local city and make powerful, positive impact. And it can go for a gamut of different types of care out there. It doesn't just have to be assisted living for the age or a group home for the DD community. It can be a gamut of different things. And know that this is a safe industry to break into and to really grow and thrive. Now, as you prepare for your future, whether you're a current provider or aspiring, I really encourage you to plan, right? Do some planning, don't get obsessive with it, but definitely do some planning because you want to be able to last the test of time even with the downturn. Get access to business credit. You definitely want that so that you are able to, whatever happens, you have access to capital. You don't want to wait until you need access to capital to try to go and get it and put yourself under all of that stress. You want to go and get it now right? And and have it in the back pocket now. So when you need it, you have it. It just makes things so much easier. You can also start discussing what things you want to put in place or what things you can eliminate during this recession or this economic downturn to kind of help yourself out. A couple of examples can be look at your spending budget for the home. Are you spending so much on food? And I'm not going to sit here and tell you to cut your food budget, right? But there could be little things that you're doing. Are you in control of how much is being spent on the food? Is there a budget for how much is looked at for the food? Like go back and look at some of these numbers because this can help you get an accurate target of how much you are actually putting out with expenses and how much you're actually netting after all expenses are paid. This is something that a lot of smaller providers don't even realize. They don't even know. They, they don't even know all their numbers. They know their rate, right? They know how much they're billing, but they don't really know how much of that they're actually keeping at the end of the day after all expenses are paid in the business. The last thing I want to say is just have confidence. Have confidence that you know that your business is good, that you are going to be making the best well-informed decisions for your business. Just know that this is a recession-proof industry and you will be fine. There are some things that you do need to do to ensure that everything is good, right? We discussed some of those things today. So hopefully you found this episode helpful. In the next episode or in part two, we will be discussing a little bit deeper on how to build a recession-proof business in the CARES industry and why it's so important. There's a couple more things I want to talk about. I'm really, really excited. So make sure you stay tuned for part two as we go a little bit deeper. We'll also be talking about a real life example of a provider who was thriving in the midst of COVID. And I want you to take that example and see how you can apply it to your own life, your own business, because I believe it's a lesson for us all. Until next time, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you made it this far in the episode and I will see you same time, same place next week. 
Hey friend, if you resonated with this show, if you feel the desire to make impact, don't forget to head over to www.startupprovider.com so you can start making seven-figure impact and follow the show so you get notified when I drop a new episode. You can also come follow me on IG at underscore Ariana J. If you follow me there, let me know you came from the podcast. I really would love to meet you. Or you can join me in my private Facebook group, Assisted Living Group Home and Community Hub Providers. I hope to see you there.